I guess the first thing we should say about this podcast is, have we already recorded it? It's done. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually, this is our 15th time trying to record this, because, but each time we go back in time. Oh, um, yeah. We, uh, we do something new. We, we, we change the game a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're getting closer to the Omega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to another look. Fun. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Um, we're, <laughs> if you haven't already seen from the title, I feel like no one is just like, I don't want to know what they're talking about. I don't want to know at Someone all. Someone is. Someone I'm... is, and I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking Edge of Tomorrow, the uh, Tom Cruise, Doug Lyman, yep. Emily Blunt, sci-fi action time loop vehicle yeah. from 2014 right mm-hmm. that's right um cory this was your pick i chose it you chose it and now you have to live with it hell yeah <laughs> dude i've been thinking about this one for a little bit mm-hmm. it's the perfect it's like the perfect uh you know because of the time loop right it's like the only types of movies we could watch with this prompt of another look are time loop movies yeah you know no. Groundhog Day, Looper, Coherence, mm-hmm. Time Crimes. Back to the Future has some of that. Just like playing with the idea of mm-hmm. uh, like changing what's in the past and then com- coming back to the future yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. Uh, Coherence is a great choice. Um, yeah, that like, was cool. I feel if no one uh, listening has seen Coherence, if you haven't seen it, go watch Coherence. Don't read anything about it. Mm-hmm. Just go press play, mm-hmm. have a have a good time. Yeah, find it somewhere <laughs> and sit down and enjoy it because it's great. Yeah, I like stumbled upon that movie on a whim and I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is this is fucking nuts. It's um, really cool. But um, yeah, no, t- tell me like your initial experiences with Edge of Tomorrow because I didn't see this in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you did. <sighs> did I? I feel like I did, mm-hmm. but now I can't remember. Um, 2014. Man, that's almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, did I see this in the theater? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and my buddies and I will go out to see whatever. Yeah. You know, especially like, yeah, Tom Cruise stuff, action, fun, looks like. I bet we did. I bet I did see it in the theater. But I just remember the bunch of other times that I've watched it. You know, this was like an immediate own own this movie, mm-hmm. rewatch it. Mm-hmm. It's such a rewatchable movie because of the theme too. But yeah, it's uh, I remember a time where I was just like kind of around the house doing work and stuff or, you know, like drawing or writing or whatever, just having like, just doing stuff by myself. And mm-hmm. I put, put uh, edge of tomorrow on and, and I played it like th- three times you know, when it was done, it was just like, put it back on. Hell yeah. You know, just like have it playing. I'm not, I think I watched it probably the first time. And then the other two or three times it was just like, just have it, have it going, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, man, this movie is just so like, I don't know. It feels like. The snap. That's proper, I think. Yeah. It feels short mm-hmm. because of the way, like we're seeing so many of the scenes like repeat yeah and they get a little different so in a way it's only like it's only like a half hour or something it feels like you know another reason why it's so rewatchable yeah well what i'll say about this movie is that 
I feel like in just in terms of general Tom Cruise films from like the past decade, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of the lesser known ones. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, you can be like, hey, have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? Maybe people have heard of it, but maybe they haven't seen it. It didn't yeah. do that well at the box office. Um, yeah. So there is kind of a sense that this isn't like Mission Impossible caliber. Right. Like I... It, in a way, I want to like lump it together with Oblivion. I don't know if you ever saw that. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but so it's like, it was like, I don't know, him working with sci-fi stuff, sci-fi concepts, like kind of trying to create something fresh and new. And I definitely think this is the stronger of those two movies. Yeah, Oblivion is like a little bit more like sad or something. Or it's mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like I kind of predicted, you know, no spoilers for Oblivion, but... Um, like the ending or kind of seeing the the twist i guess or whatever well there's a there's a very prominent sci-fi film that a lot of people like that has basically the same twist as oblivion oh um uh i mean i i guess saying the other movie would also spoil it but but i guess spoilers for oblivion if you don't if you care but um the movie moon oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, so you know and that that's probably a better film in a lot of ways than what oblivion is yeah but oblivion has like that cool m83 score Mm -hmm. it's -hmm. got the the joseph uh klinsky i think how you say his name who who did top gun maverick he's got tron legacy got that that Mm. beautiful photography he knows what he's doing in terms of a visual experience yeah Um, but yeah i feel like this came out around that time and a lot of people were just like tom cruise you know it's mm-hmm. he really has kind of built up his goodwill in a lot of ways since like mission impossible has started to take off like a lot more oh yeah and obviously top gun maverick mm-hmm. um with mm-hmm. just being a just an absolutely massive the movies are back kind of hit <laughs> yeah uh, for a general audience it's like not just people who like follow movies week to week but people who right or like, maybe we'll go see a movie tonight. What's out? Oh, Top Gun Maverick. You know, that's like mm. why that movie was successful. And people were coming back to see it and all that. Yeah. So he's kind of built this reputation now. It's like, I feel like it's almost a second wind in a way. Not that he's ever lost his star status. But yeah. um, this was kind of in that period where like right before that started to build up again. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. It is great. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. It's awesome. Um, I guess we can talk about the, we'll, we'll start with the title. Okay. Drama. Yeah. Cause let's hear it. So I think the, the Doug Lyman's initial like conversation with studio executives was that he wanted, uh, uh, live, die, repeat. That, that was like something he wanted the title to be. Okay. I like um, that title. I, apparently the title was then named edge of tomorrow because they didn't okay. really care. They didn't like live, die, repeat for yeah. whatever reason. And then, um, that's a good title too. Like they both tell you, you know, in three words, mm-hmm. basically what you're getting into. Yeah. So like, I I like the vagueness of Edge of Tomorrow, and in a way, I think I prefer it. Mm-hmm. Um, if Live Die Repeat was the title initially, I'd be yeah. fine with it. But then what they ended up doing right. was put Live Die Repeat like all over the Blu-ray box and on like posters when they were trying to push it like internationally they started to kind of do this whole thing where it's like live die repeat semicolon edge of tomorrow and like all this stuff so it creates this weird thing you're like what even is this movie called like that'd be a good tagline live die repeat Mm -hmm. for edge of tomorrow right and i worked at uh, barnes and noble Mm -hmm. for a long time in the music and dvd section and shelving that like the price tag said 
you know, live dot die dot repeat dot slash edge of tomorrow. It's like pick your own title. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's based on a manga Mm -hmm. when the title of that is called All You Need Is Kill, Mm -hmm. which is probably the coolest of the three, but like the least informative. Yeah. uh, You know, as far as like what you're getting into. Because in a way, like he does kill in the movie, but the kind of the concept is just dying over and over you know that's what like it's not yeah all you need is die yeah there might be some like translation issues with that that title in general Um, that could be yeah i wouldn't consider that i I love all you need is kill though no it's it's great it's such a cool title (laughs) but yeah they ended up using live die repeat as like some sort of tagline Mm -hmm. and then it's just funny how like when it didn't do well they were like oh maybe maybe that guy at warner brothers like didn't really get it let's let's change it back but then they didn't I'm not sure how a new release movie works, like where like you license everything mm-hmm. under a certain title, so like yeah. you can't really change oh, it. Oh, right, right. Um, but the 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 final note. This is this is what I did right before we started this. I nice. was like, what if you type in "live die repeat" on Google? Oh. Does it come up with "live die repeat"? At, or Slash, does it? Or, yeah. or does it? And when you type in "live die repeat," it just comes up with "edge of tomorrow." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that's what it is like sorry yeah. sorry to all um live die repeat stands but uh, <laughs> it's called edge of tomorrow <laughs> dude um cool i'm yeah. i'm fine with it yeah no but you know at the end of the day whatever it's called uh yeah. this is a really strong film i think yes um, it's so much fun mm-hmm. tom really playing a coward yeah you know yeah something different in like you're saying in his uh, you know his career mm-hmm. for sure since the Mission Impossible's and like basically after Eyes Wide Shut, you mm-hmm. know, and Magnolia, it's yeah. like he's this you know action star, right? And and like that's it, you know. Maybe there's like a love interest there. Um, I remember hearing a thing about during Eyes Wide Shut mm-hmm. that uh, you know Kubrick and Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise they like discussed their marriage like pretty deeply like their darkest fears about yeah. each other or whatever and and it it was after that movie somebody pointed out Tom Cruise never did like a romantic movie after that mm. and that's kind of interesting you know i something i didn't consider cuz it's just like yeah he's an action star he's a movie star whatever like you know he's in love with Michelle Monaghan in the third mission impossible mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. so like it's not like there isn't coupling going on or yeah, whatever romance sure. or anything, but it's like not like he's doing a a love movie or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think Kubrick really had it on the money when he cast Tom Cruise. It's I, it, it, Kid, uh, Kidman and Cruise together in that movie is unbeatable. Like it's mm-hmm. it's my favorite Kubrick for a reason, um, and they well, are incredible together. Mm-hmm. But there's also this sense of like casting Tom as someone who just uses money to get what he wants. And then, you know, of course he realizes that new money has no match compared to old money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like the thread of that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of many threads. For sure. Um, yeah. But then you find also like this idea of like him kind of being just like cucked at every moment, <laughs> yeah. just like not getting, you know, like he gets so close to having sex with a prostitute. Yeah. And then he finds out that that prostitute ended up like, you know, having a sexual, uh, sexually transmitted disease. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's a lot in that movie where it's basically like you want this so bad yeah, yeah. and you know you think your wife is having it um, but yeah. you can't have it with her or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like there's this a lot of tension with that that feels I don't know how well it was developed initially you know before yeah. they ended up making the movie but it feels pulled from like this idea of like Cruz being like a like a sexy icon but like a lot of his movies aren't that like sexy yeah um you if you see yeah. you haven't seen top gun maverick but when you see no, it there is romance with jennifer connelly but it is like a, i love her it's like a cialis commercial it's like sure. so sanitized mm-hmm. in a way that like i think works for the film but um yeah there, you know it's it's very uh very rare to get kind of like a sense of i don't know sexual energy from Cruz. yeah um and it's definitely like at his earliest that's when that was like most i think developed you had like days of thunder top gun right that's there but a lot of those films also like carry a lot of like homoerotic charges to it Mm. you know so that's love baby yeah exactly so it's like it's not quite like he wants to be like this really like straight like magnetic sexual charisma but he also like i can't feel like he sometimes just can't quite pull it off then you have stuff like jerry Maguire. Which is total, like yeah. just like total just gooey romance yeah. in the best way, and so. that's like kind of like that and some of that earlier stuff. I you know think of him as like the heartthrob, you right? Know? Mm-hmm. Um, what was that other? What was the the eighties one? You know where he's in his underwear? Oh, risky business, risky business, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, Vanilla Sky. A oh, bro, yeah, I love that movie, Kurt yeah. Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the his his like persona changing through his career or you Absolutely. know he's like younger mm-hmm. you know he was in you know the firm and a few good men that right. was like more born on the fourth of july yep mm-hmm. like dramas uh you know political um mm-hmm. legal stuff like you know the one thing that's consistent in all of his movies is he runs really fast yeah like he's never gonna give up fast running in any of his movies no matter does he run fast in like rain man i haven't seen rain man oh forever. rain man yeah yeah maybe um maybe he does we'll have to give it another look <laughs> another look tom cruise fast run edition <laughs> no but like i definitely understand what you're saying in terms of like the trajectory of yeah. what he does because you have like yeah, the 90s for him were, like, the mix of, like, you know, like, Sorkin projects, you know? Mm, like, mm-hmm, Few Good Men mm-hmm. was Rob Reiner, but Sorkin wrote it. Yep. You have The Firm, Interview with the Vampire. Ugh. You have, yeah, that's all you need to say. Dude, and just, like, him, you know, like, him doing something different. Right. You know, like you're saying, with Edge of Tomorrow, he's, like, this cowardly character, you know? And we can get into more about what Edge of Tomorrow is about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Interview with the Vampire is, like probably for me the standalone like him doing something where he's like unrecognizable yeah you know even in tropic thunder when he's like the bad guy it's just like i don't know it's his voice and even though he's wearing like those prosthetics or Mm -hmm. whatever it's still like it's fun because you know that movie's about movies and acting and personas Mm -hmm. and whatever but you know so it's fun to be like that's tom cruise he's playing an asshole and like mm-hmm. look he never looks out of shape or anything like, right so this is funny in like a meta way but then it's also like i'm so aware mm-hmm. that it's tom cruise acting whereas with lestat in 
mm-hmm. interview the vampire it's like dude he is a hundred percent that character although i heard johnny depp auditioned for that role fascinating and ooh boy it, it, that would have been probably pretty good oh, 90s man. johnny depp like 90s tom cruise was like on fire so um the the, the sense here is like like you go from like his 90s, like if you start in 1990, like even before that, he was in Born on the Fourth of July, Rain yeah. Man, Cocktail, Color, Cocktail. Color, Color of Money. Oh, man. You know, like his 80s were big too. Like yeah, there's, yeah. A re- there's a reason, like when Days of Thunder came out in 1990, the mm-hmm. poster just says Cruise yeah. in a big yeah. picture of his face. He's in it. But you have stuff like <laughs> Days of Thunder, Far and Away. Far and Away? I don't think I've seen that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, right? I should watch it. Yeah. Well, Nicole Kidman's also in Days of Thunder. That's correct? right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a long time. But then you go to A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview with a Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, and Magnolia. That was his 90s. Damn. Like, that's crazy. Like, a crazy run. Multiple films there that are, like, fully, like, iconic classics. Yeah. Like, the first Mission Impossible by De Palma is, like, a total, yeah. just absolute mad, magical movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's magical. It's, it's so, so good. different from all the other ones, too. Like, oh, and, yeah, in, like, the best ways. Like, yeah. It's, like, gritty and raw. You know? Yeah, and it has, like, that kind of that pop aesthetic that De Palma loves to do so much. Mm-hmm. Like, the long roaming takes, the split screens, the, yeah. the, the kind of the convoluted twists and turns mm-hmm. the beautiful score it makes me feel like it, it it's like black and white in my mm-hmm. mind whereas the other ones are like you know in color and they're more like you know they're it's like a t2 it's like terminator to t2 you know right. the mm-hmm. first mission impossible is the first terminator the other ones are all terminator 2 yeah <laughs> no that's that's how it works but then yeah working with kubrick mm-hmm. and you know p anderson mm-hmm. paul anderson the famous yeah the famous director who did resident evil yeah, and Event mortal Horizon. kombat mm-hmm. yeah all the greats yeah um if if uh, our listeners mistake that for sarcasm <laughs> i'm not being sarcastic to paul paul ws anderson yeah because i love that director yeah agree um but <laughs> Yeah, and then looking into his 2000s and then his 2010s, they get messier. I'm not saying there there isn't, yeah. there's not like some gold in there. I mean, you have Collateral. You have War collateral of the World. is fucking great. Minority Report. Oh, we were yeah. talking about oh. Tropic Thunder. You know, like his 2000s there's period. Some, yeah. Great stuff there. But there's also stuff mm-hmm. like Austin Powers and Goldmember. There's That's also right, yeah. Lions for Lambs. Oh. Never seen. That was a legal drama wasn't it i yeah it looks like it from the poster i should see Um, valkyrie did you ever see valkyrie oh boy did i did i ever no i can't remember (laughs) now i'm remembering that though yeah well that was like uh it was a world war ii film where he was like tasked to like hunt hitler down i think that's right he has an eye patch it was a brian singer directed film yeah that's right made 200 million at the box office damn yeah night and day Night and Day, 2010. Yep, that's right. Um, and then his 2010... The Last Samurai. Throw, oh, throw that in there, too, because oh, yeah. that one's really, really good. Yeah, no, that that's a proper, like, the long hair cruise. Yeah. Like, looking looking majestic. Mm-hmm, drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, yeah, then, then we go into the 2010s, and this is kind of where we start to place Edge of Tomorrow in sure, kind of this yeah. canon, which is we have... He, he alternates between, like, the Mission Impossibles and then kind of these, these one-offs. You have Rock of Ages... 
Oh yeah, you have Jack Reacher and Oblivion. Okay, yeah, I like Jack Reacher. And then you have Edge of Tomorrow, and then afterwards, this this was kind of the run that I think was is like, it's like as you, you know, because <laughs> we still have Rogue Nation in here, which is an incredible Mission Impossible movie. I'm yeah. not acting like he fell off. I'm just saying yeah. after that he had Jack Reacher two, which mm-hmm. wasn't good. You had The Mummy, yeah. which wasn't good. And All then you right. had American Made, which um, was fine. I you know. see that. So with those three is kind of like the expectation that you're like, okay, what's going on? Um, and then he drops Fallout the next year and everything's fine again. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah. It's like the Yankees winning the World Series or but whatever. Like, like, everything's right in baseball. His one-offs are a little trickier than his franchise staples. And I think yeah. that's fair, right? Because he's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... The fall, uh, the Mission Impossibles and the Top Guns, they're able to work with the crew's like mythos of what he is as like an icon and yeah. an actor. I think yeah. a lot easier than starting up a brand new character. Mm-hmm. So when you watch Edge of Tomorrow and he's this, he's a general, right? Or is he like an officer? Yeah, yeah. He's I can't remember his. Essentially, his title, he but, yeah. works for like the world, the U.S. division of like this world military that is set up to fight these alien. Uh, creatures that have yeah. started uh, attacking earth he's like a talking head right you know? he goes around and pushes a bunch of people to join the military yeah um then he goes to see uh, the general played by brendan gleason mm-hmm. great and the general's like you're gonna be on the beach with this first wave of uh this of this uh giant assault so scary and he's like you're gonna have a camera crew with you and all that but you're gonna be on the first wave and um he freaks out and yeah. attempts to threaten uh, a black male mm-hmm. Brendan Gleeson's character and before you know it he's knocked out and he's put oh on God, he's dude. demoted completely and he's sent to the barracks to get ready for uh, just dropping on the beach with every other new recruit that's one of my favorite like I love this setup yeah. you know like mm-hmm. after the the intro of like all the news clips and everything and seeing Tom Cruise and like just learning about what's going on in the movie in the world um, Tom Cruise and Brendan Gleeson when Brendan Gleeson's just not budging yeah you know he's like you're going to die basically and yeah. tom cruise is like trying to talk his way out of it you know or he doesn't believe it thinks it's a joke talking his way out of it and then it's like he's really like this is serious and that to me is like super scary because it brings in like um like you're not being heard mm-hmm. you know or like this is against your will mm-hmm. you know and like and then it's war and mm-hmm. that's not just like people war it's like alien war yeah. So like you are going to die. Like there's no question about it. We're getting wiped out. Get get out there. You but know? what's interesting is that in that scene, Brendan Gleason doesn't make it seem like that's gonna happen. In fact, I don't think he I think they feel like they have a decent chance of like at least pushing yeah. the fronts like further in or something. Yeah, yeah. Or pushing them back. Because mm-hmm. that's the whole thing, is like they get there and they're like, they knew we were coming. Like, the aliens are, like, absolutely on our ass. There's nothing mm-hmm. we can do. They know all our moves, all that. Mm-hmm. And that soon you find out why. But in that moment, Brendan Gleeson's like, yeah, you know, something for your grandchildren. You know, yeah. fun, fun story. You know, he's assuming that he's probably going to land on the beach, get some footage. The rest of the team is, you know, the rest of the front sure. is going to push in. Yeah. Then there'll be a helicopter and he gets back on. That's probably, like, what, I guess, he thinks True. would happen yeah, yeah, but even right. that is too much for tom cruise's yeah. character here. yeah <laughs> and i guess it's like i've seen the movie so many times so i'm just like don't 
you guys get out of there, you know, but I think about myself in the position too, being like, I don't even want to go there with the camera, like in, in a armored vehicle, you know, right. like, like for me in the first place, I wouldn't be someone who's pushing to get new recruits in the military. Yeah, I wouldn't right. be involved in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but that's the, that's the interesting dynamic is that he is someone yeah. getting all of these people to join. He mm-hmm. is on, he's been on the news, pushing the war, mm-hmm. selling the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he's actually forced to participate in it on like a physical level, yeah. he like runs away like a little baby and like yeah. tries to squirm his way out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that cool. and that starts this thread of of he gets to the barracks, uh, he's a deserter, yeah. everybody's looking at him like, you know, fuck you, all of this. Mm-hmm. He gets on the uh, the, the uh, I guess the transport. Yeah, the transport gets hit early. It's an absolute Saving Private Ryan disaster oh, yeah, on yeah. the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up dying, and oh my gosh, what? Uh, right before he dies, he gets like this alien blood on him. Yeah. That's like from the from what are the aliens the alpha. called? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called uh, mimics, right? Yes, mimics. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah, <laughs> actually, pretty good one. Yeah, even though I know he hates it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but like this idea that uh, he gets hit with the the alien goo. Yeah. So there's gets like all gooed up. some hierarchies of like the aliens, like the the. Uh, the regular uh, soldier aliens are like yeah i think they're all mimics but like they're like the more just like the front line guys or Uh whatever and then there's like the alpha which is this bluer one it's like bigger and they're more rare and they are like like i think emily blunt's character explains it as like they are like the nervous system or they're like these little pieces that send like information back yeah. to the omega which is like the like the hive mind of this entire civilization yeah. basically yeah i think they say like the little ones are like its claws right and then the alpha yeah, has like its nervous system there we go yeah um, and then the omega is like the brain mm-hmm. um so he gets hit with that yeah because they have this power to be able to like um reset time mm-hmm. and kind of alter you know that's how they know where we're going to be and can ambush us or whatever. Um, So yeah, they, the aliens have this power and then it gets transferred to Tom Cruise Mm -hmm. when he like blows the one up and horrifyingly gets melted. You know, I wonder what that feels like, you know, in, in, in that moment too, it's like, he feels brave, I think, or, you know, I feel like he's like, you know what? I'm trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just this one thing that I kill, you know, I feel like he's, he's into the mission, you know, mm-hmm. as impossible as it may be. Like he didn't want to be there, but now that he is, he gets his gun working, you know, his helmet falls off so we can see his face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Never wears it again. But like, you know, then he, then he like takes the mine or whatever, like the, the you know, um, claymore or whatever and puts it to his chest and then just explodes the thing and it's like you know he's like fuck it i'm doing my part to like save humanity you know and and whatever i'm dying here that's fine and then he wakes up again in that you know Mm -hmm. on your feet maggot Mm -hmm. which like we return to a lot yeah those repeated lines the repeated actions and the fun of like it's like ultimately a kind of a serious movie and it, it has some weighty conversations in it about like fate mm-hmm. and like 
being like kind of stuck in this loop and not like just having to return to the same things over and over. Um, especially when we get to like the stuff with Emily Blunt and like how he's tried hundreds of times to get that helicopter started and for her to survive. But that's as like as far as she goes right in that scenario. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like cool ideas there. Oh yeah. There's so many. Yeah. There are a lot of cool ideas, but it also is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. in terms of, how will he react this time? Like, yeah. what is his approach this time? Like, how does yeah. he, does he ignore Bill Paxton's character when he comes up and he's like, well, hello there, you know, and this great, God, oh, I miss man. that man. R.I.P. Um, Rest in Paxton. It's such a great performance from him. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you know, it's like you always, I don't know, Bill Paxton had like a lot of like military or like grunt type roles, you know, you think yeah. of aliens and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, but he was such a charismatic actor. The presence on him was unbelievable. Like near dark, he's crazy mm. and just unreal work in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but here he's just this stuck up, <laughs> <laughs> proud to be a soldier, you know, yeah, yeah. red blooded American, yeah. you know, the whole thing. Yeah, he's like, I'm not American. I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's great, so and um, the way that Cruz. Uh, starts to bump off of these people like you know they're stationary the whole time you know and that's what makes it really thrilling because when he starts to change things in each loop that he's in Mm -hmm. you start to see different ways of them reacting to like the same scenarios it keeps it really fresh like the moment where uh initially he's brought into like his camp like his own like uh like team yeah um and he is introduced to everybody and everybody's given him the 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 ugly mm-hmm. eye and all yeah, that because, j squad yeah exactly j squad um and pretty soon he starts walking in and he's like cards under the blanket you know yeah you you're doing this you're doing that and you start to get you know it's not just him like knowing what's going to happen but it's him trying to improvise and find like the best possible route through this situation mm-hmm. that he's in mm-hmm. um and the movie like smartly skips a lot of like how does he get there like yeah. he'll show a couple times like when he starts meeting emily blunt who also had this power but lost it yeah uh he comes up he's like we've met before i had the thing that you had you know and he's, yeah. he's like giving her like the cliff notes yeah. version but soon after that they don't need to show that anymore because mm-hmm. we know that he's basically doing that each time yeah um so the film smartly kind of when it's put together in the edit it has a flow that's like i think like one of the best in terms of a time loop movie you mm-hmm. just you're learning new stuff every time it doesn't it feels repetitive in like a productive way it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like you're losing like valuable like information by like repeating the same stuff over and mm-hmm. over which is really cool yeah and they only lean on a couple like the, of the same shots um especially in that you know when he first wakes up with the you know on your feed maggot it's mm-hmm. like like the shot is like of that guy's face, like right at the screen, you know? And then, and then I think the next time it might be him again, you know, but then every other time you just like hear it off screen, mm-hmm. you know? And then Tom Cruise is like on a, you know, he wakes up on like a pile of like baggage or whatever right. each mm-hmm. time. But then like, which is funny. Cause like, he's just like kind of just thrown in with yeah. the bags. Like that's, that's awesome. kind of like the that's idea awesome. that I think from that is just like, <laughs> yeah. he is like, nothing now. yeah and that's a good way to like start like a reset you yeah. know he yeah. he literally is nothing there's nothing so cool 
all people think of him is that he's just going out on the beach and he's going to die. That's it. Yeah. So he has a lot of wiggle room in order to set mm-hmm. that up, you know? Yeah. And like, like, uh, yeah, you only repeat some of the shots a few times, mm-hmm. you know? And then something I was thinking about, you know, on this viewing is, um, how, yeah, there's like, even in between, like, they they start to make pretty clear when something happens where he repeats because yeah it's like every time he dies he repeats right. um so like you know he, he goes back out onto the beach or whatever the second or third time you know and he's getting a little farther but then he still like ends up getting killed and then he has to do it again and he's learning more you know but um they don't like the movie doesn't repeat the same imagery each time Mm -hmm. even though you're in the same moment the same scene you know like you hear the it it starts to like uh contract or whatever Mm -hmm. like the the steps between on your feet maggot to when he's on the beach you know like right they just cut all that out and then and then as you're going farther and farther even on like the first you know like maybe the fourth time we think it's his fourth repetition it's probably like his 20th yeah because he's like even even in like a scene like okay i'm having trouble describing what i'm saying but it's like the way that we don't the 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 repeats are invisible mm-hmm. like the editing right you know so you're watching a scene and you're thinking okay when this scene starts and when it ends is like one iteration mm-hmm. but even within the that scene it's like he's repeated that a hundred times probably. right no you know and like the movie doesn't even need to tell you when something's repeating if it's not absolutely necessary you know, you just get the feeling of like, it's, it happened somewhere and now we're just back to this seamless part, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just so interesting to like, because in a way it's, it's the movie not even doing it or, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They just like, it it's like, you just learn as a viewer, there's a whole bunch of iterations that we don't see mm-hmm. and we just fill in and like, it's not like the movie put them in and then cut them out to make it work. They're just not there. Right. So it's like work on the viewer that the movie like teaches you to start thinking about, you know, until, until then he loses the power like later. Right. You know, well, cause like the invisible thread of it is him getting better as like a fighter first. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like, we have to learn more about what's going on. Therefore we need the, uh, uh, Emily Bond's character, the full metal bitch, as she's Hell called, yeah. um, to like uh, teach him the ropes, essentially, of, be- you know, le- learning how to turn his safety off first. And then, yeah. you know, of course, then just becoming just a, a badass at this. Some of the lines, too, like, uh, yeah, when he's first in that mecha suit or mm-hmm. whatever, and he's like, where's the safety? And then they're like, exactly. <laughs> you know, just like... Well, they don't want him to turn it on because, like, they're scared that he's going to fuck it all <laughs> yeah. up, right? Yeah. So, like, they're not helping him, mm-hmm. you know, like... But they're also, like, not, like, responsible for his life, you know? So they don't care if he dies or whatever. Right. exactly. Like, but just, like, yeah, good writing, some good dialogue and stuff. Um, the first time we see Emily Blunt is this shot where, like, she's in shadow and she's doing that, like, push-up. Mm -hmm. where she's like just holding her whole body you know like inches off the ground 
Yeah. And it really struck me this time seeing like that first shot where it's like kind of from behind her shoulder, um, like close up, you know, but she's just in silhouette mm-hmm. and like, that's such a cool shot, you know, but then later when it's coupled with the, that like, it's more of a romantic moment in Tom Cruise's eyes. Cause he's seeing her, you yeah. know, and like, she's beautiful. And then she does that, like, you know, she like sits up or whatever yeah. with her. Does leg. like a yoga pose almost. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like slow, mm-hmm. you know, we get to watch that moment like slow and you see her like glistening skin or whatever. And then like, and then the cut is like, she's standing up walking at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing in here? Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. like that, like, here's a moment to hang on mm-hmm. how beautiful she is or whatever. And like, whoa. And then also like, what's her mentality? And it's like, how, why do you think you have a right to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Is, is like basically how it all starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course, by the end, when like he like walks out there and, yeah. you know, and he's, and she's like, what do you want? What's going on? And he, all he could do is laugh. And it's, yeah. it's a perfect Tom Cruise little smile. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's, you know, at the end of the day, this is very much a modern Cruise movie in that he maybe starts as a coward, but he does not stay a coward. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's kind of the thing. Tom Cruise is a is a man of self excellence, mm-hmm. um, with with his Scientology roots and all of that. Oh, like boy. he's a man of self improvement, uh, uh, bettering yourself, manifestation, mm-hmm. destiny. You know, mm-hmm. all of this is stuff that you find in the Mission Impossible series. Yeah. You find it in his one offs, even um, mm-hmm. like recently. Um, Top Gun Maverick is a dense text about like what tom cruise thinks of himself and how he wants other people to look at him interesting um he is you know very much a like a narcissist to the 100th degree and that's why we love him yeah but also (laughs) it's fun to see this movie kind of at least give him a little bit of shit at the beginning yeah um before he evolves into like in you know it's a very believable arc i don't find it like, especially since he's training, like, how many repeats? Yeah. You know, it's, like, at a certain point, even, like, the most, like, scummy, like, officer who all he does was, you know, he all he did was go on, like, CNN or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he has to get good at some point, And he does, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, though, like, how do you feel about the final third of the movie? Like, with, with that final mission that goes on? Because mm-hmm. uh, that, for me, is, like, the... I start to kind of check out a bit at that. Not not that I'm like not excited about like like seeing like the Omega finally yeah. and getting all that done. But that to me is like it's like this is the last thing, like no more repeats and yeah. all that stuff. Like that is interesting, but mm-hmm. I also like that the action is kind of just a little bit yeah. Like really dark and drab and Yeah, it's like nighttime for sure. I again I'm gonna you know, complain about the physics or whatever and be like, they would die. They're in this ship and they like crash through the Arc de Triomphe or whatever, something like that. Oh yeah. Cause they're going to the Louvre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like Tom Cruise is like hanging off the ship in like this gun, you know, seat or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's firing this huge weapon, but he's also like just kind of bouncing around on the side of this ship. That's like, you know, pushing through the water and like, and cement or whatever and then they crash into the building and it's like they fall you know it's just like dead yeah you're dead Mm -hmm. you know like i can accept the time loop and everything else but Mm -hmm. then once it comes to like your body would 
be dead from just that very simple crash mm-hmm. like that's when i'm like this movie's awful no it's like <laughs> i don't know that it's not it's not by any means movie breaking it's no no but it's like it's that you know like we were talking about in crystal skull there's just like or you know i mean every movie has these things mm-hmm. i would like mm-hmm. because we're so fragile that like if you're standing like a hundred feet from like a big explosion, the like pressure alone is going to kill you, Mm -hmm. you know, like you don't even have to get hit with like shrapnel or whatever. Yeah. You know? So it's like the real world to movies, you know, like when a, a, like a machine gun fires through like a car and the person's on the other side and they're safe. Even (laughs) if the bullets are like coming through that automobile, like paper, Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like that's you'd be so dead like you know so i have to i don't know i i can't help but like just kind of check that and be like not real you know and move on right yeah Yeah. but then i really respect when a movie does get like super realistic you Mm -hmm. know like um like blue ruin or something or a green room you know where it's like it's like this is what would happen if you took a box cutter to somebody's (laughs) stomach right yes oh my god (laughs) but you know i really like um I like the end, that end part because of how like the safety net is removed right. with, with the loop mm-hmm. because I'm kind of like not thinking that it's going to happen, even mm-hmm. though, you know, it's set up with Emily Blunt already having lost the power. So you're assuming, or, you know, that's like a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really appreciate when a story like, takes away your powerful tool Mm -hmm. um one example was in the batman Mm -hmm. um the robert pattinson matt reeves Mm -hmm. yep when um when he had uh uh, when selena has like the the like eye the contacts right and he's like looking through her eyes you Mm -hmm. know and then that whole scene i'm like this is awesome he's gathering intel or whatever like like this is great and i'm not thinking about how powerful of a tool that is until she like takes him out, I think, out of like frustration at Batman or whatever. I can't remember, you know, exactly. He like wanted her to like do something and she was just like, like, this is too much or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Mm-hmm. So she like, she takes it out. And then it was that moment where I was like, oh man, that was like a huge advantage. And now he's like, now Batman's like totally dark. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, oh shit, what's he going to do? And then I'm like, smart movie, not just like, you know, it's not overpowered right you know so it's like a good balance of like needing that like okay now now you don't now tom cruise doesn't have the loop anymore (laughs) so like if he dies we're fucked and you know yeah oh it's only these few people that can even get to the omega Mm -hmm. and then it's tom cruise and emily blunt and then it's only tom cruise who ends up getting there Mm -hmm. you know so i do like uh i i know what you're saying about the the feeling of it or, or, you know, like the checking out kind of like it, it sort of doesn't have like the same like fun vibe or whatever. It doesn't have like the, the, I don't know, like the snap and the wit of the rest of the movie. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's for a clear narrative purpose because Mm -hmm. like you're saying, the safety net is gone. Um, 
it also yeah like i'm saying i have a really like low tolerance for Mm -hmm. just like any action scene that's just like gonna look like just like gray smeary sludgy garbage yeah yeah um the new indiana jones has some of that and it's just like Mm -hmm. it just makes my eyes glaze over and i'm immediately like i can't see anything like what why did they think this was the way to light it yeah what like Spielberg has just lost his touch with the dial of destiny. (laughs) That man is sitting, making some money off of this movie, and he's figuring out whatever next classic to make. He's sipping a margarita. Exactly. He's like, finally, we're done with this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's just, it's funny that uh, I don't know directors like look at that stuff in the editing room and they're like this is mm. how it needs to be done or this is how it needs to look right clearly they have all the best specifications and like technical facilities to like mm. look at it in the best possible way mm-hmm. so if it looks like shit there and mm. then you bring it to like a marcus theater in like bumfuck wisconsin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why do they expect it to look anywhere near as good as like adobe cinema or something like yeah. that you know it's like you know at the end of the day a lot of these movies, especially modern movies, like struggle to light their set pieces correctly. Mm. This one had like a, it's like a blue kind of tone. It feels kind of very military-esque, almost like something Ridley Scott would do. Yeah. Um, so for sure that like sci-fi teal blue. Mm-hmm. And there's like some orange in there. The lighting actually in this final part when like Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise like, you know, they share like a kiss or uh-huh. whatever because they've been through so much together uh-huh. in this one day that's been like a thousand days. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but like the lighting is like really like textured, you know, like the the blue is like somehow just like in their eyes. Right. And like on their mouth or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe like a little halo or something. But then there's like this orange kind of like fill that's happening on them too, amongst all the shadow and rubble and stuff. But it's like, like that blue, it it I love looking at it because it's like, how is it like so precisely like mm-hmm. just in parts of their face, you know, and not like half blue, half orange, you right. know? And that's such a typical movie thing. I mean, light, you know, the light spectrum or whatever is like mm-hmm. blue and orange. So, I mean, that's why it's so popular. But, but yeah, um, some of that the action stuff at the end you know because it's at night and they're like on the water mm-hmm. and so like it's black and yeah it's just dark mm-hmm. it is pretty dark um, it, it just in general like it's not bad by any means um it also comes down to the quality of the action which i think is pretty solid doug, mm-hmm. doug lyman knows what he's doing um you know i i wouldn't say it's like masterfully directed but mm-hmm. um you know, that's another thing about Tom Cruise movies. You know, he's very much like he's the executive producer. He's the guy who picks the director. They need to have a close knit relationship. Um, Tom Cruise is by many, by many metrics, like the co-director now for basically sure. every movie that he's in. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's like it's better when you have someone who like can really ground the film in like a like an overt like visual style, like Christopher McQuarrie with like the newer Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. I get. I get his vision. I get what he's doing mm-hmm. technically. And then Tom Cruise is able to inform all of that. And I feel like Doug Lyman kind of is just like, he's just kind of there. He doesn't yeah. really have as much of a footprint on things. Because mm-hmm. Christopher McQuarrie wrote. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The Edge of Tomorrow. They are like this, these yeah, guys. And yeah. And yeah. like the fact that Christopher, I know Christopher McQuarrie, I think he worked a little bit on Top Gun Maverick in terms of the writing department, but he didn't direct it. Um, like, you know, I'm sure Christopher McQuarrie would have, done it if he like had yeah 
like that decision. I, I you know, mm. I'm, I'm not sure how exactly that all went, but, you know, Tom Cruise is a picky guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Doug Lyman also worked with uh, Tom on, uh, what is it? American Made. So, okay. so you know, th- they're, they're also like this. Yeah. And, you know, it turns out fine. It works. Like yeah. the, the action on the beach is proper. The aliens look cool. Oh, the aliens are fucking terrifying. Really scary. Like the moment where you first see that like alpha and mm-hmm. it like kind of turns a bit. It's just its mouth is open. Its mouth is open. And it's like it's got like these gills or something that like yeah. vibrate kind of. And it's like Ugh. like blue. And yeah, it's like that's scary. Like, like if I saw that, I would just die on the spot. Oh, man. There's <laughs> yeah. There's a part when like when one of the mimic attacks them in the beginning, like near the beginning on the beach, mm-hmm. um, it's like standing before like swirls its attack because they're like super fast and they're like made of this weird metal or something yeah this organic kind of stuff but like you know super spiky mm-hmm. they do kind of remind me of like the uh in the matrix like yeah, the, the, those sentinel things the sentinels yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but scarier and faster and deadlier you know but like but then they do this thing where like it's like a it's almost like a warning you know, like part of its body kind of like shoots out in a spike and retracts real quick. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like it reminds me of an animal, you know, doing its ears or whatever to be like, my ears are fucking back. Don't fuck with me, Mm -hmm. you know? And just like, it's so disorienting, you know, thinking of like, oh shit, what is it doing? Is it moving? Did it just move? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, before you can even have any of those thoughts as it's like telling you it's posturing, you know, it's going to fucking swing and you're dead, you know? And then yeah. it already knew where you were going to be. Super scary. I love the design of, like, these aliens and how they move and and how they're, like, introduced where, you know, because the whole beginning, like, the intro with all the, all the war, you know, news footage, you never see any of the aliens. Right. And, like, you don't even really see them that good on that beach scene in the beginning, you know, until you get those, like nice shots of um Mm -hmm. of them kind of standing there like and i love that from like a classic monster movie kind of perspective kind of yeah Mm -hmm. where it's like you don't see the monster you know because it's like more scary just in your imagination but then here and there you get like a few good glimpses you know and even in edge of tomorrow we get more than that we get to like see them pretty pretty good i also feel like i don't see them fully in this movie which is Mm -hmm. like a good thing you know Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. you get those like really quick moments yeah and like you they're definitely in full view but they move so quick you don't you can't really get a handle on like their anatomy you know or like like you know like sometimes with certain monster movies like at a certain point you get to see everything of the monster and that's when the movie starts to like just bathe in like the creature design or whatever you know like with godzilla eventually godzilla's out and you're just like the camera will not stop looking at Godzilla because why not? Like he's, yeah. he's here. Let's do it. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but these, it's like, it, it makes them feel dangerous because yeah. you're just really unsure of how they're going to move. They already know what's going on. So like all of this is like pre-planned or like mm-hmm. pre-ordained. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time they fight them, they have to come up with a new way to do it. But then when he dies, they know what he's going to do. Yeah. Right. There's so, that scene where, um, you know, because the whole one of the things is like to tap into Tom Cruise's like uh, thoughts or whatever his like his visual, you know, he's getting sent like images from the Omega, mm-hmm. you know, like 
inadvertently or whatever because of their connection. And so they find the Omega. Mm-hmm. And he, he thinks he knows where it is. And then it turns out to be a trap like by the aliens, you know. Right. But that time when he's going there to that first one and then there's a regular mimic and then an alpha mm-hmm. and they just like trap him and don't attack him. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, they like damage him so he's bleeding out Mm -hmm. but they want him they want the power to leak out and not for him to die or die after he loses the power right and that's a scene where like it's slower you know you Mm -hmm. see them kind of like the alpha like creeps around the corner and they're just standing there and then the little one does the like (laughs) you know he ends up like drowning himself somehow you know so Mm -hmm. he can like get out of it but but yeah, I feel like that moment is like one of the more like slow times where you just get to like see the thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. And then it's so scary that we know that they know what the deal is. Yeah. Like they tricked him into getting there and then now they're going to like remove the power from him. It's like, whew. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they're a legitimate threat throughout. And that's what makes the movie have like really strong stakes. Like mm-hmm. the whole time you're really invested in the characters, but you're also invested in like this mission that seems impossible. Um, oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. The pun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, but it is possible and yeah. it happens. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the glory of Tom Cruise as yeah. a star as, and a, as an actor right now, mm-hmm. the stuff that he makes, it really like brings like a, I don't know, just like a propulsive energy to oh, the whole thing. Yeah, that's great. When you're watching it, you're just like, Mm-hmm. He just carries a movie like so effortlessly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's really it's so funny too because like you look at Tom Cruise and you're just like, I, like sometimes I'm like what what is it what is it about this guy yeah. and then you watch a new Mission Impossible and you're like oh yeah, I know what that's it, is. it yeah. that's it like it's this uh, ineffable like it's almost like impossible yeah. to really quantify it's yeah. just that's him yeah that, like, he's the movies in so many ways mm-hmm. so and it's interesting how he's become or you know how he it's like he's an actor. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, always playing himself. Yeah. You know, except for versions of him, like, in the beginning of Edge of Tomorrow, where he's, like, yeah, like you're saying, he he changes throughout, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, before he's Tom Cruise, he's an actor. So, like, he should be able to play, you know, a character in, like, like Dallas Buyers Club or something. Right. You know, like, what if he was in a movie like that? Mm -hmm. You know, where it's, like, it's not about him being tom cruise but then ultimately it would be like watch tom cruise not be tom cruise because mm-hmm. ultimately he's just an actor mm-hmm. and he should be getting any role not just tom cruise roles or mm-hmm. you know what i mean where like it's like oh yeah top gun he's tom cruise even in edge of tomorrow he's tom cruise you yeah know? like he's always going to be tom cruise you know there are a couple couple actors like that you know like will smith is like it's like he's just always will smith Right. No matter what character he's playing. Yeah. You know, so he's like beyond being an actor. That's the thing. I think a lot of people don't recognize like what like what's happening to the movie star. And it's just that we're losing the name in addition to the movie. You know, it's not just Mm -hmm. like when you go see a a big movie with I don't know, I'm thinking of like a big star now, like Zendaya or like Mm -hmm. Timothy Chalamet. It's Mm -hmm. like 
those are probably the closest to being like I'm seeing this because Zendaya's in it and she's playing a character. Like like it's mm. the combination, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um when you'd see it like in the height of like Arnold's thing. It was like it's Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And yeah. it's like it's a movie, but the key thing is that Schwarzenegger is in it. Like yeah. that's the that's the draw. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, this movie looks really good. It's this movie looks good because he's in it Mm -hmm. i am seeing it because of this star Mm -hmm. um and the variations of how they perform their star persona right or like rehearse it and like put it out in different types of movies like when yeah you think of will smith you think of men in black you think Mm -hmm. of independence day you think of even i am legend you know and it's like those stories are cool but I want to see what Will Smith is doing in them, you know. Yeah. And it's, I feel like we're losing a lot of those actors, mm. and Tom Cruise is very much like, this is <laughs> this is not a losing battle. He's on the front lines, <laughs> yeah. you know, showing that these movies can be incredible and be uh, inventive, fun, popcorn entertainment. Mm-hmm. But we're also interested in what he is developing in terms of his star persona. So yeah, and like. I feel like contrast to that is like a Daniel Day Lewis where it's like he's a legend and you know he's going to knock it out of the park but then also you know Gary Oldman also where it's like he's going to disappear into this role. So like I'm going to see Gary Oldman play this 13-year-old girl, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm going to be convinced that it's this character mm-hmm. and not Gary Oldman, you know, right. where it's like Tom Cruise is like Will Smith. It's like they're always like in uh, uh, out uh, ahead of, in front of like the right. character. You know. Yeah, you think of like something like Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis, and mm-hmm. you're like, as soon as you start that movie, like you know Daniel Day Lewis is in it, and you know he's playing yeah. Lincoln, and then you watch it, and you're just like, like I'm not thinking about Daniel Day Lewis at all here. Yeah, the I'm illusion. Of, yeah, they they work on that. The illusion is a great word for it. Like the idea of keeping the 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 connection with the movie singular all you're watching mm. is the movie like if mm. you're pulled away from like like even uh, phantom thread when you watch yeah, that yeah. it's like he's there he's so clearly daniel day lewis in yeah. that movie but all i see is reynolds woodcock that's yeah. all i see <laughs> so you know it's yeah it the cruise element is very much a dying breed i think mm-hmm. um and is that because we don't have any more people like Tom Cruise or is it because the studio system doesn't allow those type of actors to flourish? Yeah. Um, the studio system in general just doesn't provide these type of movies yeah. for, for actors like that, that nowadays. That feels like a big part of it for sure. There's a lot of elements to it. But yeah. um, I mean, all I can say is that I'm still happy he's around and making movies. Mm-hmm. We're a couple weeks out from Mission Impossible. That's some exciting shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's always a good time, just yeah. like action, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like not the best, it's just still like the spectacle. The spectacle is huge. Yeah, the stunts, yeah. like locations, just like big, you know, loud. I don't know, just like but not, stunts. but not usually dumbed down, especially his later ones. Like you know, mm-hmm. if you watch, if you watch the second one, John Woo one, that one is pretty like it's 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 silly globe trotting stuff. Mm-hmm. The third one's pretty silly. Um, but then when you start moving into like the fourth, fifth and sixth ones, it's like, yeah, they're ridiculous, but they're also like, they have a sense of like wit about them mm-hmm. that is really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, that's definitely part of the cruise factor of bringing, uh, you know, bringing, uh, himself into the movie and like putting himself over everyone else. Like it's a very mm-hmm. like, 
it's narcissistic but it's also kind of selfless kind of like i am the movie like yeah. put it all on me yeah. kind of a thing mm-hmm. um so Corey, i guess edge of tomorrow would you give it another look I would watch it five times in a row, for sure. I can't wait for a sequel, fingers crossed. I remember some years ago hearing um, that Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise like had a dinner where they talked about the possibility of a sequel. Would be awesome. And here's my pitch. Um, you know, because Tom Cruise like destroys the Omega at the end, just mm-hmm. like he destroyed the Alpha, now he's got Omega blood in him mm-hmm. because he resets to a different he resets to uh, before he meets with Brendan Gleeson. Right. Um, You know, so the other times he's resetting is after that moment. Um, And I actually had an interesting theory, this viewing that like when, uh, you know, we first see him landing in the helicopter, he's asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was thinking that's like an organic reset when it's like, you just go to sleep naturally. Mm -hmm. But then after the Brendan Gleeson thing, when he's, you know, trying to run away, they like tase him. Mm -hmm. And so that's like an inorganic, uh, you know, unnatural way of like being reset. Right. So he's knocked out and then he wakes up with the, you know, get on your feet maggot. Mm -hmm. And then like, so the reason he keeps resetting to that one is because it's like a lesser kind of reset or or more natural, unnatural or some, you know, it's like. It's different, but then with the Omega, because it's like maybe a greater power and he has like more choice over it or something, he goes back to like that softer reset, Mm -hmm. which is even before everything even happens. And then, so then also they have to go, there's an even bigger thing in my pitch than the Omega. It's like the Omega comes from a planet. Like these aliens are actually this planet Mm -hmm. and I don't know what the word would be, you know, alpha and omega. That's like the spectrum. You sure. Know? But it's like they have to go to and destroy like the mother planet. Yeah, because they would just like send another ship or something, you know, or like, or yeah. like that planet has like multiple omegas on it, mm-hmm. you know, that gets scattered throughout the universe. Yeah. You know, and that's how they take over. So would be would be fucking awesome that's what i'm hoping for i'll watch that movie five more times in a row let's get the studio Um, on the line dude send him an email (laughs) no this movie's so much fun i honestly like you know 2001's like my favorite movie of all time but i don't always want to watch it you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like but this uh you know all you need is kill is one of those (laughs) movies where i could put it on at any point like in any mood any season Mm-hmm. any time of the day just throw it on i'm gonna be into it it's so much fun i could just watch it over and over hell yeah um no really great time i enjoy it so much i wouldn't say it's like one of my top tier cruise movies um mm-hmm. but it is a really strong time loop film i love it uh i i enjoy just the the repetition as we were talking about mm-hmm. the, the so smart yeah the, the the flow of the writing is really like clever mm-hmm. and how it's edited in particular as we were talking about that like kind yeah. of the unspoken development throughout all these different sequences yeah. and how the time loop stuff is just linked together and you you mm-hmm. kind of just instinctually start to feel how yes. it moves um is really really well made um so and yeah of course, watch it, enjoy it, 
that sequel sounds fucking awesome Dude. like let's do it <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait um but uh at the same time you know it's uh in general it's like probably like i have like a limit to like cruise stuff now i feel like mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. in terms of like the one-off stuff this is towards the top absolutely mm-hmm. um oh, of his like sure. modern action vehicles like there's yeah. no way that this the, the mummy is nothing the mummy is already nothing but this is nothing compared to yeah that. i didn't see it you know i'm not opposed to it but yeah i know what you're saying you like, don't want to so many other movies i would rather watch this one yeah yeah well Corey, as always dude will this is great yeah thanks for coming on thanks for the great pick yeah you're welcome everybody out there you're welcome <laughs> and everybody i hope you have a good rest of your day thanks for listening as always i'm will always a pleasure to do business with you yes Corey. on your handshake of course and everybody um we'll see you in the next life uh of the time loop (laughs) (laughs) yeah